Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Hey friends, I'm so glad that you're here today. I have a great episode in store for you. And before I dive in, I want to ask you, if you've been enjoying this podcast, have you had a chance to leave a review yet? If not, would you consider doing it right now? You could really do it right this moment as you're listening to the podcast. You just open up the podcast app that you're in right this very moment, and you could just leave a star review even if you don't write any comments at all. It would be super, super helpful. This is a way that other dentists, just like you, will be able to find this podcast more easily, and I would greatly appreciate it. So thanks so much in advance. So I want to start this episode with just a quick update on my end. Um, Many of you know that I recently got a puppy, a little Australian Labradoodle named Elsie, Um, She's five pounds now, which means that she's actually doubled in size in the three weeks that we've had her. She is absolutely precious. She is actually just kind of curled up next to me, um, munching on a little um, chewy treat or chewy toy. Um, she's doing great with potty training. I don't want to jinx myself, but we have not had an accident today. That might not sound like a big deal, but it really is to me. Um, I've been taking her out almost every single hour and thankfully she's been sleeping pretty well through the night. Um, you know, for the first couple weeks, um, of having her, I was, you know, feeding her, uh, the food that the breeder was giving her. And I didn't have any plans of changing her food um, until I went to the veterinarian, and they actually recommended switching her food immediately. Um, Of course, with dogs, there's like a transition period. So when I say immediately, I mean gradually over a period of like a week or two. Um, But they didn't recommend holding off on that. They wanted me to start with that that, uh, period of transition. Um, so she was actually on a raw food diet um, that the that the breeder had um, started her on after being weaned, um, and the veterinarian was recommending to switch to a dry kibble, and they gave me a few different brands to consider. Um, so at that point, needless to say, um, I, I really wasn't sure what to think. I really trusted the breeder a lot, um, but I also trusted the veterinarian. And the fact that these two differing opinions, um, you know, I was hearing two different opinions, it kind of concerned me. So needless to say, I went down a very lengthy rabbit hole, to say the least, researching dog food and what's best and what should be avoided and Um, You know, what I didn't know at the time that I came to learn was that there's apparently not really even a consensus among veterinarians on what types of foods are best. And raw food in particular is a semi-controversial topic. And, um, you know, I know that we have several topics like those within dentistry, right? Like not everybody is going to agree on 
you know, every single facet of dentistry. So as a dedicated puppy mama, I really went digging deep into research to learn more and to get more opinions and to figure out what was going to be the best for my puppy. And I tend to do very exhaustive searches, you know, um, maybe it's a personality trait that draws us into dentistry and being very particular and detail oriented. Um, I didn't want to leave any stones unturned. I wanted to learn everything I could possibly learn about the differences between raw diets and kibble diets for dogs. Um, And so like for a span of at least a week, I consumed virtually you know, all my time outside of work and taking care of kids, researching dog food. Um, I kid you not, I was staying up to ask different questions on puppy forums, on Facebook groups, um, you know, looking up studies from vet schools. Um, Finally, I got the input of one person that told me, look, there are a lot of different opinions out there and you just need to make the best decision for you, for your family, for your dog. And what I realized, right, in that moment was that I was ultimately going to be compelled by one thing and and have conviction, feel conviction, make a decision, and that was going to be it. So I had spent tons of time researching. And finally, you know, after tons of second guessing and asking for opinions and Googling and basically spinning an indecision, what I call spinning, kind of like a laundry cycle of spinning an indecision, I finally just said, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to have my back on this decision and I'm going to move on. And, you know, sometimes we get stuck in indecision because we're really truly believing that there is a right and a wrong way to proceed. And this notion alone is what can keep us stuck. We basically get paralyzed because we don't want to make the wrong decision. Maybe some of you have heard the term analysis paralysis, right? We fear the consequences of making what could be considered the wrong decision. So one exercise that I really enjoy doing is asking myself, what's actually the worst case scenario in this, in this, you know, decision-making process? Or, or if I, you know, if I pick one option, what's the worst case scenario? And then what's the likelihood that that worst case scenario is actually going to happen? Even if it did happen, Is it going to be truly as bad as I think it will be? With this example of picking my dog's food, what if there is a right and a wrong choice? Which, mind you, I don't know that I fully believe that there is a right and a wrong choice. But even if there were, if I inadvertently picked the wrong dog food, God forbid, what's actually the worst case scenario? Like, it's highly unlikely that I would kill my dog Okay, maybe the dog would have an allergy to the one, of, to, you know, to one of the ingredients. Uh, maybe uh, I'd have to rush her to the vet. But is that really the most likely scenario? Maybe it would be more likely if she had an allergy. It, it would be more like a sensitivity that would be a rash or stomach upset or GI issues. I don't know, loose stools, vomiting, etc. Do I want to avoid that? Of course. But is it treatable? Yes, totally. It's not something that I'll ever 
you know, like not recover from, right? It's fixable. Now, I'm not going to go down the road of, yeah, but maybe there's people that believe if you feed them this type of food, they'll ultimately, you know, develop cancer. And you're not going to know that until years from now when they do get cancer. I mean, there's obviously certain things that we're just never going to know, right? Like if there's proven science and literature and research, and you can read that, that's great. But if there isn't a clear cut answer, you're going to have to decide what criteria is important to you, make a decision and move on. Okay. So I'm not trying to minimize this. Like, yes, there could be like a particular food that is best for my dog. (laughs) Okay. But Truly, there's going to be risks and benefits to like every decision we make in our lives. And at some point, we just have to make a decision and go with it and tell ourselves we're going to be capable of dealing with the consequences of the particular decision. Okay, so this entire dog food example thing segues perfectly into, you know, how do we make choices that are going to help us to lose weight and how do we get out of overwhelm or excuse me, out of indecision? How do we move past indecision? Overwhelm and indecision can often go hand in hand. So it's, (laughs) it's probably uh, no accident that I just accidentally said overwhelm. But so too often, so many of you will come to me and say, you're kind of spinning in indecision, having a hard time making decisions for what you want to be doing to lose weight. Like you're just not sure, should you be eating breakfast or not eating breakfast? Um, You know, should you be doing intermittent fasting or not? And if you do decide to do it, what hours should you be maintaining for an eating window? Um, You know, what kind of exercise should you be doing or avoiding? What kind of foods should you be avoiding? Here's the thing. The bottom line is that nobody knows your body better than you. You might currently feel like you don't have a good handle on your body or what your body needs. You might even feel like you don't trust your own ability to to listen to what your body needs, okay? Like, especially if you just went overboard on the donuts in the break room, okay? Don't worry. Take a deep breath. It's okay. I promise that you can recover from this. You can learn to get to know your body and what it needs and respond to it when it needs something. You can learn to really trust your intuition. You're not a lost cause if you make a mistake. And nobody, okay, absolutely nobody will know better than you what you need. And this is why you need to learn how to build trust in yourself. Now, this really builds on the concepts from last week's episode. So if you haven't had a listen Um, then go listen to it, okay? The underlying theme here is you learning to trust yourself and your ability to make great decisions for yourself, which you cannot do if you're allowing yourself to be stuck in indecision, okay? So to build on this further, how we make decisions and how quickly we make them is also going to help us to make faster and more consistent progress, Now, what exactly do I mean by this? Well, anytime we come up on an obstacle, let's say we go out to dinner with friends and we overate or we had a few too many drinks or whatever the case may be, we have a few options for how we want to handle this. Now, most of us are very used to beating ourselves up, feeling guilty, thinking that we're totally off plan or off the bandwagon, and then not really sure how to refocus ourselves and get back on track, so to speak. But the faster that we can make a couple simple decisions, 
the faster we'll refocus ourselves, okay? Often we like to indulge in the feeling of just not knowing what to do next. The reason I use the word indulge is because for a lot of us, it can actually feel comfortable to feel like we don't know what to do next. So we just choose not to do anything. When I say comfortable, I don't mean to say you really like it, that you like the feeling of not knowing what to do next. But when I use the word comfortable, I mean it's a, it's a familiar feeling, like familiar to the extent that maybe you feel that way frequently and you're accustomed to it. So for this reason, you may find yourself in indecision easily, okay? Remember, when we are stuck in indecision, we don't, we don't have to do anything. We may feel like, well, I just need more information. I just need to Google more things, right? Like thinking back to my example with the dog food, I was allowing myself to stay in indecision. That meant, well, I don't really need to make an executive decision. I can keep Googling. I can keep listening to more podcasts. I can keep asking people. I can keep looking up, you know, veterinarian studies, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't have to make a decision. And in a weird way, it's comfortable because it takes the pressure off, right? It's like, well, I don't have to do anything. But indecision doesn't get you results, Okay, indecision doesn't get you closer to where you want to go. Indecision is optional and it's keeping, it's basically you keeping yourself stuck. It's you believing potentially that you need more information to make a decision. It's you potentially believing that there is a truly right and a wrong answer. It's, you know, potentially having an all or nothing approach to weight loss. In other words, you know, you're either doing all the things or you're not doing anything, right? So it's very on or off the bandwagon, which if you've been listening for any length of time, you know that I don't subscribe to all or nothing thinking. It's either something, it's either all or it's something, right? Like there is no such thing as nothing, We can always use every single day to make progress. Now, when we make mistakes, okay, I'm going to lovingly remind you that we will all make mistakes, all sorts of mistakes in every single area of our life and weight loss is no different, okay? That's just the reality. When we make mistakes, the sooner that we choose to look at the situation objectively without a whole bunch of mind drama, without beating ourselves up, then we can genuinely ask ourselves, Okay, what can I learn from this situation? What's a small tweak I can make next time when I'm in the same or similar situation? The sooner you can do this, the sooner you're going to start tweaking and honing things that will help you to really truly figure out what works for you and what brings you results. I want you to imagine like you're conducting an experiment over and over and over again like a scientist, okay? And we're bound to have thousands of failed experiments when we're a scientist, right? Like how many researchers are out there conducting experiments and they fail all the time, but you simply just tweak and redo the experiment, tweak, redo the experiment, tweak, redo the experiment, right? You just keep going. And that's how you learn by being willing to actually have a whole bunch of failures by being willing to keep going, Instead, if we make a mistake and then we just sit there in indecision 
for months on end. Thinking, deliberating, wondering, we're bound to feel stuck and not make any progress, okay? The feeling of being stuck is truly optional because there is absolutely nothing that keeps us stuck. I want to ask you, do you feel stuck? If so, why? What's generating this feeling? Now, you might think a whole bunch of different things. You might think like maybe you're short-staffed at work. Uh, Maybe that's adding more work to your plate. Maybe your kids are picky eaters and you feel like you've become the short-order chef and you just don't have enough time available to be cooking all these, you know, small meals for everybody. Maybe you have an infant and you're up all hours of the night. Whatever your situation is, that's fine. It is what it is, but it's not making you stuck. Stop using your situation, your life, uh, you know, your situation in life as an excuse for why you're stuck. You can choose to think about your current life situation and circumstances any way you want. But if you come away with nothing else from today's episode, I want you to know this. You're just one decision away from not feeling stuck. That's it. So what's the one decision that you can make that will help you to make progress? Today, I want you to start asking yourself, like, what can you do instead of what you can't do? Okay, so maybe this isn't the week that you're going to get an A plus or a gold star on trying to do all the things that you think you need to do to lose weight. That's okay. But you can at least get a B minus and you can still make progress. So then do that. Don't minimize the impact of just taking action in some small way. It all boils down to saying you're going to do something and then doing it. The way that you do that is by making the task very realistic and doable, not super far-fetched, okay? And then remembering that when the moment comes to do it, you might not want to follow through with it but you can still learn to do it anyway, right? Like, look, you know, patients are not always ecstatic to come see us, right? Obviously, they're not always jumping for joy, but are they happy when they follow through and they get the treatment done? Of course. And we can have that same attitude also. Learn to show up for yourself. Make a commitment and follow through with one small thing each day, What will it be? Drinking one extra glass of water, planning your meals, making the decision to wait until you're legitimately hungry to eat, asking yourself if you really need that 4 p.m. snack that you always just have just because, and instead checking in first to see, hey, am I really hungry for this or not? Pausing while you're eating to see if you're getting full. These things don't happen out of the blue. These things happen when you make a conscientious decision to do them and then you follow through and you do them. Look, what happens when you don't give your brain direction is that you're so much more likely to go into that spin cycle of indecision. It's like a holding pattern. Oh my gosh, I really like that way of describing it. It's a holding pattern, right? It's like not getting you anywhere, And it's optional. So you don't need to think that you need more information to start taking action towards permanent weight loss. You can start taking action today. You can make 
one bold decision that will pay off in dividends starting today. And it doesn't have to be this rocket science decision, okay? It can be something really simple. You can change your life one small decision at a time. And you don't need to wait for, you know, some hypothetical day in the future when the stars align and everyone's behaving. No, I promise you, indecision does not serve you, okay? Look, even if you believe that right now is not the time for you to be prioritizing weight loss, it's okay to come to terms with that and then make a powerful decision to put the entire goal on hold for a few months. That's okay. But imagine how much less internal friction you'll have with yourself if you make that decision You know, instead of perpetually thinking to yourself that you should be losing weight, but then not following through with it, okay? Believe me, once you learn how to start making strong decisions for yourself and to follow through, you will start to see benefits in other areas of your life, you know, where you can apply this to and how you can, how much you can really personally grow from this right? It's like personal um, integrity, following through with what you say you're going to do. Again, I'm beating a dead horse. Indecision is a choice. It's not something that happens to you. It's not something that's a given due to your life circumstances. Indecision is a choice. Being passive is a choice. Being proactive is also a choice. So what do you want to choose? What's going to help you get the results that you want? What's going to move the needle for you? Stop telling yourself that you are stuck. Sometimes we come up against a wall and we truly don't know the answer for how to move past something. And in those moments, whenever that happens to you, I actually want you to stop and ask yourself, okay, but what if I did know? What are possible answers? What are possibilities that I have not considered yet? What if there is no absolute right or wrong? What if I'm not afraid of making a mistake? And instead, you know, you reminded yourself that you can always change things later. You get to make a decision and you get to course correct if it ends up not being a great decision. That's the name of the game. It's like in my case, okay? I made a decision for my puppy's food. And believe me, if she doesn't end up doing well on this food, sure as heck I'm going to switch the food. So sometimes we take our decisions so seriously, we think it's life or death, right? Now, don't get me wrong, there are some decisions that you want to spend a year or two deliberating, then be my guest. But just ask yourself, is this decision that I'm trying to make, is this the type of decision that like has such massive consequences that I want to spend two years deliberating the pros and cons? Or can I just quickly make a decision and take action today, right? Your power, my friend, lies in your ability to make choices. You are never stuck. You are only one choice away from making progress. So quit telling yourself that you have no idea how to get started losing weight. Quit telling yourself you need more information before you take action. Getting results comes from taking action. Taking action comes from making decisions that will move the needle. And making decisions all stems from how you want to think about the problem to begin with, okay? My friends, you have got this. You can do this. You can make amazing choices in your life. I'm getting all riled up (laughs) 
Can you hear me? I know that you can get to your goal weight, but here's the thing is you don't need to be on the sidelines wishing that it could happen. You need to make a change and it starts with you making one small decision to take action. That is all. Okay, my friends, that is what I have for you today. I hope you have a fantastic week. And one last thing before I hop off, for those of you that live on the East Coast or are planning to go to Yankee Dental Congress, I am going to be there. I'm going to be presenting two um, lectures on Saturday, January 28th. One is at 9 a.m., the other's at 2 p.m. The first one is how to get off the dental treadmill, and the second one is how to de-stress from the day in the dental office without gaining weight. Both of these presentations are going to be fantastic. I really hope that if you're there, you'll attend, or at a minimum, let let me know and reach out to me. I'd love to meet you. Any way you slice it, I hope you have a fantastic, fantastic week, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Hey, if you're ready to start taking action towards permanent weight loss, then go download my five secrets where I'll teach you the top five things to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to restrictive diets, deprivation, or even intense exercising. Go to drnatanya.com forward slash start. That's drnatanya.com forward slash start to get started. It's time to make your weight loss goal a reality.